I mean, I would sing for fun, obviously, but inside I really wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. And I just, the, the environment that I was in, you know, Saudi was more conservative back mm-hmm. then. And I went to a Saudi school. It was all girls. And I guess I never thought it could be something I could actually do. Rahim, welcome to the Mo Show podcast, episode 20. Um, I was very proud to get to this point, actually. Um, and, uh, and here we are. We are here with uh, a very talented singer, Saudi artist. Uh, she's lived in uh, LA for, for a long time, and now I managed to track her down and get her on the show. Um, I'd like to introduce Miss Tam Tam. Welcome. Thank you, Mo. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy that you made it out here. How have you been? How was uh, the last 12, 12 to 18 months? Was it as chaotic for you out in California as everyone here in Saudi Arabia? Um, I mean, it's been a crazy, I mean, I don't have to say it's been a crazy year because <laughs> it has for everyone, Truly. but, um, crazy enough, I really did so much this year because of the lockdown, because of being with myself, you know, I really felt like I had so much time to reflect. I had so much time to learn patience, you know, and that's something that's so important, I yeah. think for everyone, for every career, for every way of life. So it's been good. I mean, it's been positive. Of course, Yani, it's been a really sad time as well. But within with sadness comes uh, epiphanies, I guess, or yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when we uh, chatted just before we started rolling, you told me that you had, you got the corona. You you got COVID, huh? Yeah, I how got was, COVID. How did you, what was that like? It was really hard, like it was harder than I thought it would be because I always heard people say, oh, you're young, it's going to be fine, it's going to feel like a breeze. And mm-hmm. even my friends were messaging me like, oh, salam, but you know, you're going to write a whole album in these <laughs> 10 days, you know, and I was like, yeah, I am, I am. And then I just passed out for 10 days, basically. I couldn't, I was so drained and so exhausted. Oh, and the worst part, I think, is the isolation because yeah. you just get depressed. Yeah, so sure. it was really hard but 
So I really, it's, it's not an easy, you know, thing to go through. But of course, I didn't, it was nothing mm. compared to what a lot of people know, are going through. So alhamdulillah, I'm so lucky. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Sorry to bring yeah. up something negative. But no, um, no. Uh, salam ticket. At least you know you're, you're alhamdulillah, you look very well recovered. And, and on to big things. Um, tell me, uh, Tam Tam, uh, your upbringing, childhood, was it in Saudi? How did it all start for you? Yeah, so I'm from Riyadh. Um, Isn't it Riyadh? <laughs> it's Riyadh, but, but my mom is actually Syrian. I mean, she's Saudi, but okay. originally Syrian. All right. So in the household, I always spoke Syrian, you know, with my mm -hmm. mom. And then mm -hmm. when I go to when I was going to school there, I went to an all-girls Saudi school, like very Saudi. So I would speak in a Saudi accent, okay. and everyone was confused because they're like, "What's this <laughs> white girl like?" <laughs> yeah, how could she uh, speak like us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and um, yeah, identity crisis. I, I, I have one <laughs> until now. I don't know if it's ever gonna go away. So you can but do both, huh? Yeah. That's very talented, honestly. <laughs> Hidden talent. So you're not just a singer, you can uh, impersonate accents. So what, what accent do you think in or what accent do you, or is it subject to who you're speaking to? If it's an Arabic person, you go if it's a Saudi person, you go Saudi and Yeah, kind of, yeah. But I'm much I'm definitely more comfortable speaking Syrian, honestly. Okay. But I do I do love the Saudi accent, mm -hmm. and when someone is speaking to me in Saudi, it's hard for me not to speak in yeah, Saudi. Yeah. But they kind of always switch to English, yeah. which uh, which I'm gonna start telling people like لا لا تكلموا معايا بالإنجليزي أبغى أتعلم عربي like أبغى أكون أحسن أبغى أحسن عربيتي you know because I really do wanna because I left I've I've been in the states for a while so that's another how old were you when you left I went when I was 15 so okay. I've been in boarding school like mm. learning everything in English mm. since that age you know so it and and my family's been in Riyadh, يعني I went alone to, to California, mm -hmm. and so it affects you, you yeah. know, it affects how you yeah. think. But not necessarily a bad thing to go to California on your own no. at the age of 15, it sounds <laughs> no. like a dream. Yeah. I left at the age of 11, so I, I mean, I can um, empathize with what you're saying, because Arabic is a tough language, and when it goes, it took me uh, over a decade to get it to an acceptable place where it's at today. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. If you're not practicing it, you you know you can quickly forget it. Yes. Um, true. But uh, yeah. So you did California from the age of 15, um, and uh, and then when did you uh, when did you get into singing? And so I actually got into singing when I was in Riyadh. I was 11, mm -hmm. and I mean I've I sang my whole life since I was a kid. I mean we all sing, right? I feel like when you're a kid, you just sing. Yeah. Everyone sings in the shower. Yeah, and 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 you know when you're a kid, you don't think about it. You just have a good time and. Yeah. And so I've been singing for a while, but but when I was 11, my friends started to tell me like, oh, you actually can sing, by the way, you know, and I thought I mean, I, I felt, you know, passionate about doing it. And my I mean, I would sing for fun, obviously, but inside I really wanted to do music. Mm -hmm. And I just the, the environment that I was in, you know, Saudi was more conservative back mm -hmm. then. And I went to a Saudi school. It was all girls. And I guess I never thought it could be something I could actually do for for real, you yeah, know, and, yeah. I, and I remember being in class. I was in, in one of my dean classes. And I, I told the teacher, I mean, the teacher was telling us how music is haram, you know, so I and I was, I, it really made me sad because I felt so like I felt like someone was, you know, crushing what I what I want to do. And so I raised my hand in class and I asked the teacher, I said, oh, is it haram to 
uh, to do music? Is it just as haram to listen to music as it is to do music? I mean, I was 11 and I was like analyzing the whole situation. And she told me it's, um, she said, if you do music, it's more haram because you get all the sins of everyone who oh listens Lord. to your music. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put this, but. No, no, no. no. I mean, <laughs> because I, I wanted to add to that. Um, when I was in school here, I, I heard that a lot. Music is haram. Um, and and then like people's interpretation of music has changed over time. It's acceptable now. Yeah, it is. You know, to some degree, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if it's so much as religion uh, as much as it might be culture. No, yeah, it's definitely culture for yeah. sure. And music does so much to unite people, and it's such a beautiful thing that even. Lang it doesn't have a language you know any any i mean we were just listening to some reggaeton vibe music you know in spanish and we don't understand what we're yeah. listening to yeah. but it's something that you don't need to understand that you just feel it and that's what i love about it yeah it does bring people together um True. who were your favorite artists growing up honestly i love michael jackson He's my favorite, and you've told me that he sang Thriller on this he mic. He did, yeah. Thriller was uh, recorded on these Shure mics, which is pretty That's cool. That's so cool. You yeah. know, a mic that, um, which I thought is like new state of the art, um, has, when was Thriller produced? In the, in 80s? the 80s? In the 80s. Yeah. 40 year old mic, and um, <laughs> yeah, it was, Thriller was recorded on it. So He's cool. a very popular person that uh, singers or uh, singers look up to yes. uh, as inspiration. True. Uh, he was a singer, he was a dancer, he was, you know, the greatest of all time, you yeah. know, the GOAT. Um, uh, any specific song that, uh, like, is your favorite from um, his? I love the way you make me feel. Mm, that's a very that's good one. That's a good yeah. one, yeah. I would play it right now, but I don't want to be done for, like, intellectual property. <laughs> so oh, yeah, true, no. <laughs> uh, and modern day, any singers that you uh, that you really like listening yes, to? Yes, there are so many. It's hard to, to choose. Well, Khalid, I love Khalid. I love Haim. I don't know if you know Haim. I don't know H-A-I-M. Okay. And they're, they're, they're three sisters, and they're from L.A., and they I love their music. Are they new on the scene? No, they've been around, but I what I love about them is they're super uh, real and organic. Like, they okay. don't release music all the time. They do it when when they have... Amazing. You know, they're one yeah, of those. Just like from the heart, soulful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, they're great. And Setangana, I was telling you. Yeah, you were telling me about I had trouble Cute. trying to get him on, on, on iTunes, but yeah, I, I'll try to do Yeah, and Bad that. Bunny. I'm really into the reggaeton vibes. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> Did you ever consider... Um, this one's off the cuff. Did you ever consider American Idol or X Factor? Did you ever apply? Um... Honestly, uh, I, I've been approached by the ones in, in the Middle East, actually. And I don't know if it's some, I don't know. It's such, it's such a debate in my mind because I feel like uh, there's pros and cons. I mean, there's mm. pros and cons to everything, but um, I always kind of go with the flow. And I, and I say, you know, if, if something does work out and it goes through, it's meant to be. And if it doesn't, for some reason, if I don't feel comfortable signing a contract or whatever that looks, yeah. that doesn't look good to me, I'm not, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I follow my gut and I just... Decided not, not right now to opt yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned Khalid earlier. He's actually one of my fans. And um, your sister, who is in the studio now, said uh, <laughs> reminded you to share a story about <laughs> Khalid a funny story that uh, oh, or an yeah. encounter that you had with Khalid so now's yeah. your time to tell the world okay so I was actually at Coachella in the last time Coachella happened RIP Coachella in 2019 and um uh I was I was in like 
whatever this Khalid came on and I was watching him and his song Young Dumb and Broke came on. I don't know if you know it. I don't it's like know that Young one. Dumb, Young Dumb and Broke. Like it's Oh like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that, that one. one. I know that one. And so we were and so I was just like really into like I was jamming to this song and this girl next to me was jamming too. And so like we were both like we really had a connection, me and this girl. And we were like random jamming, stranger. Like a random yeah, girl. Yeah. We were jamming to this song, blah blah blah. And then I looked at her and and I really like I looked at her and I was like, wait, how old are you? And she was like, I'm 12. And I was like, no oh, my God, way. I just was like had such like a connection with this. twelve. Yes. Like it was just so funny. But yeah. I just found it so hilarious that I was like really like connecting with this yeah. 12 year old like to call it. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's what music it shows, does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all uh, cultures and all ages as well. Um, yeah. Which, True, is, exactly. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, growing up, uh, obviously your parents knew that you're into music and they probably sensed that you wanted to make a career out of it. What kind of support did you get from them? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, nobody took me seriously at all when I, when I said I wanted to do music. They, I mean, they were supportive as in they, you know, they, they liked when I sang and stuff, but they never took it seriously as a career because it wasn't something acceptable in our society, you know, so... Um, in that in in that uh, terms in terms of that aspect, mm -hmm. it wasn't yeah. really. But then I just you know I started just going for it. Like I met a producer. His name is Zahid Sultan. He's Kuwaiti. I don't know if you. I don't. I don't know. But yeah. I'll, I'll look him up now. Yeah, his his name is Zahid Sultan, and he I knew him from my family. Like he knows one of my sisters. So we connected, and I was like, you know, I want I want to do a song. I've never recorded a song before. Mm -hmm. And so he helped me do my first, like record my first song, which is called Little Girl. Okay. And so he helped me with that, and then we did a music video, and then I just released it. So my family saw that I was pursuing it, you know, or, mm -hmm. tr or just going for it without really thinking about, you know, about it. Mm -hmm. And so when they saw that I really had a passion for it and that I was going to go for it and make my way, and find my way in it, they they were more supportive. Yeah, when they realized you were for real. Yeah. Um, so you've uh, produced movies, uh, movies. Music. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Um, you've produced music. You've done a few singles I mean, and covers. Yeah, like have I produced them, like ma created the, them? The, the, the beat with... Uh, um, well, m not in the beginning, but actually one of the things I've done in quarantine is learn how to produce. So, Amazing. So I have a series on my Instagram on IGTV called okay. the Quarantine Series. <laughs> And I just like I pr it's all music I produced during quarantine and it's yeah. called Quarantune because I edited it. I edited vintage cartoons together for no the way I'm on it right now. Yeah, <laughs> which which is one of your favorites. I like I want to um, play it. Let me find Quarantune. It. It's pretty creative. <clears throat> I like hearts. Oh, well, that one. Maybe. Diamonds. Okay. So this is something that you uh, produce. You produce. Tell me, would you love to go somewhere like Tokyo? I've Sounds good here. We've got Tam Tam in the studio. <laughs> We 
That's so that's so creative. That was playing on that, huh? Oh no wonder it sounds oh, so good. <laughs> I was like, I, was like <laughs> I, I thought it was going straight to Mike. That's super creative. How'd you get that idea? Um, quarantine. Qu quarantine's what <laughs> That's <did> that to <laughs> you. You just you just come up with random things. You just things. come up with stuff, but that's so cool, honestly. Yeah. Um, so how many songs, how many um, like um, music pieces have you created? Oh, for I mean, produced from scratch. Mm -hmm. I think those. I think there was fourteen or fifteen in that. Or I'm I'm really not sure how okay. many. But songs that I have out a lot, I don't even know. I have a few EPs out mm -hmm. um, and singles. And actually, one of my songs just came out now with... A, it's a feature that I'm on with this French producer. His name is Dioscuris. He's really awesome. And so he, he features on it as a... I'm featured. So it's, his, it's in his new album. And it's called Back To. And we were together in at a writing camp in France, in Marseille. Okay. And he was like, oh, I am releasing a new album. Um, maybe you'd like to tr like listen to some of my beats. And if you come up with something, like maybe you can be in it. And this was... This was in in maybe twenty end of twenty nineteen, and I was like, yeah, for sure. And we we were, I mean, we came up with it so fast, you know. Like I loved the beat that he had, and I came up with the lyrics, and it just was so organic. Mm -hmm. And um, and now it's a song, it's out. And Amazing. It's, it's Amazing. one of my favorites. Is it on yeah. on YouTube? Is it on iTunes? It's on it's on iTunes, Spotify, like all all platforms. Okay. It's called Back to, yeah. and it's on it's Dioscuris is his artist. Amazing, so sick. Um, I wanted to talk to you uh, about how much the music industry has changed in the last 10, 15 years. I remember back in the day when I wanted to buy a CD or an album, whatever, um, you know, I'm going to either HMV, Virgin, or Tower Records, for, th for those that remember it. <laughs> and now, the only place from those three that exists, it's Virgin, and I don't even think they sell a CD. Everything has changed. It's yeah. all digital. Is that, what's your take on that? Is that for the better? Does that, like, protect um, the uh, intellectual property of the artists? Is there less like um, uh, bootlegging going on because mm -hmm. of the new way of the industry? Uh, can you just yeah. chime in a little bit on that? I mean, I think there are pros and cons. You know, what's good about the digital age is um, it's easier, I guess, for people to purchase music. Just it's so fast. Click, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a click away. And but what's what's worse is that before, you know, you would go and you would love this artist and you'd buy the whole album, you know, nowadays you buy like a single okay, or, you yeah, know, so yeah. so it's different. And also, um, I mean, it's really it's really crazy to me how all of these services like Spotify and Apple mm -hmm. and they take a huge percentage of streaming. Like if someone doesn't buy the 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 single or the album, they can stream it, you know, if they're if they're an Apple subscriber okay. of their yeah, 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 yeah. like okay. with Apple or Spotify yeah. if they pay monthly yeah. so they don't have to buy anything they just stream that $10 they, a month to get that yeah, whole yeah exactly yeah, no, so they yeah. stream for those $10 and and they get so much percent like the artist barely that's gets that any, screws the artist a lot like it's really terrible so I mean I think that this this year where where artists have seen 
a drop in shows like artists make most of their income from live shows you know because mm-hmm. th- live shows and merchandise yeah. so now that you can't go you can't have a normal live show it's all virtual i i'm glad this is happening only because it's gonna i hope it's gonna bring awareness yeah. to the whole industry and you know wake them up and say you know mm-hmm. artists should make more money when people stream their music it's mm-hmm. It's kind of like one plus one yeah. equals two. It just makes sense. So tours are, are the real money makers for artists. When yeah. you're out on tours, uh, you know, setting up concerts, that's really where you make uh, the money. Yeah. So they must have been taking a hit in the last year, year and a half. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure. And I mean, of course, unless you're you're getting millions and millions of streams per month, then you're you're fine. Okay. But yeah, yeah. yeah, most artists make most of their money from tours. Tours, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as Tam Tam is concerned, um, you know, with where she's going and where you're taking this, and, and, and I'm so proud of like where you of, of what you have done with it so far. What's in store for you future-wise? Where do you want to take your brand? Yeah, so um, I have a new EP coming out, and it's been kind of like difficult to see when to when to release it because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm really really excited about it, and I'll say that I'm embracing who I am more than ever before, as in, you know, the, the, the combination that I am, which is Saudi and also from the West, I feel like I have both in me and it's, and, and I've done, I've shown that in the music Mm -hmm. in a way that I've never done it before. So I'm really excited to release that. And, um, where I want to go, I mean, I want to do a live I want to do a world tour. That's one of my dreams, you know, to just go on tour and to perform in festivals. And to, I love performing live, so I hope that comes back soon. And um, just to be able to connect with people yeah. from all over the world. Yeah. What was uh, one of your bigger um, audiences that you have performed in? Uh, like, did you ever perform oh. like on, on stage? Like, uh, yeah, I I performed in Kuwait at a festival called Kuwait Rising, and that was maybe five hundred people. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, wow. that was really cool. And butterflies, I'm sure, before going on stage, huh? Yeah, but yeah. it was such a fun experience. Yeah. And Joss Stone, I don't know if you know Joss Stone. I do but know. She, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She was the headliner. Okay. So it was cool because I got to meet her, mm-hmm. and actually Zahid Sultan, the producer, the producer from, he yeah. he th- he is in charge of that show. Okay. Of rising so that was cool um yeah i think i i was supposed to perform a south by southwest this past year mm. in austin mm-hmm. but it got canceled because mm-hmm. of covid but yeah i think that was you strike me as a very positive person mashallah <laughs> like i feel like if you're on stage you know you own it and not uh, I, I don't think much bothers you because i can just sense your positivity it radiates did you ever have any like dark days or days like when you were thinking, you know what, this is not for me, or even like, I hate to use the word, but like quitting. Did those thoughts ever cross your mind? Yeah, for sure. Like I think as human beings, we're always, you know, (laughs) we have good days and bad days. And definitely, I mean, there are always days when I don't feel my best and I feel like, oh, it's it's so tough going this way. You know, there are easier ways to Mm -hmm. go. And I often think about that even some you know some moments yeah. but i think m- the my biggest lesson is just not not making quick decisions you know just like feeling my feelings and um 
really feeling them and just saying like oh thank you god for turning this into something into something positive into love you know turning this like anxiety into love or or whatever just doing that really helps and just uh, going with the flow taking it day by day because quick decisions never turn out good ever (laughs) i've I've done too many of those yeah we all have yeah yeah do you feel like you're living the living your dream right now definitely yes and that's another thing i think when i first i mean not when i first started but for a long time when i was in music i always said oh i i can't wait my dream is to do this and my dream is to do that i can't wait till that happens oh when that happens i'll be i'll be satisfied when that happens i'll be satisfied and now i literally am happy you know i don't feel that need or i mean of course there are things i want and there are things that would make me uh, feel happy as well but i'm also happy with what i am doing now no. in this moment and yeah. that's so important definitely stopping and smelling the roses yeah we often exactly. don't do it you know as humans we're always thinking of the next the bigger the better that's but how true. about enjoying today i mean it's a gift um yeah that i think not enough of us take uh that, that most of us take for granted that's what i want to say um you mentioned something about your love for coffee Yes. Um, so I recently came across this uh, chain <laughs> here in Saudi. I, I won't mention the name, but on the cup, which I thought was quite uh, risque, uh, it said, uh, I shouldn't be promoting this, but anyway, <laughs> it said caffeine is my drug of choice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's definitely my, dr- oh my God, I really think I'm addicted. Well, it's the biggest drug in the world. I mean, oh. uh, consumption wise, it yeah. is classified as a drug. Is it caffeine or uh, sugar? Caffeine. Sh- sugar is is another topic, <laughs> but but on the cup it said caffeine is my drug. I oh, mean, they yeah. could. I I think I, I would classify them both as, as as drugs. Yes. I can't have my coffee without a bit of sweetener. You know, like I I I can't drink it on its own. So maybe sugar is a drug as well. But it's crazy in Saudi how many coffee shops have popped up everywhere. I know. Um, which is probably music to your ears. No pun intended. <laughs> I love. Yes, I love coffee. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna have some coffee no, now because yeah, you definitely, yeah. you inspired me. Yes, this is the one that was made by your uh, lovely cousin. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, you, uh, how many cups do you, ha- how many cups do you have in a day? Oh my God. Oh, it's that so many? Bad. I mean, lately, I don't know why, because I just in the latte I had today, there were two shots of espresso. Before that, I had a Turkish coffee mm-hmm. at home, and now I'm having this. So three shots and one Turkish coffee. Is that a lot? That's a lot. Really? <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> how many doses of caffeine is that? That's about seven. I don't know. I need to stop. I, I, I don't need to stop. I need to cut down. Cut down, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Um, is there something that people get wrong about you um, that you feel, you know, they're always like, it's like a misconception that they mm. just don't know enough about you, but they assume you are that based on, you know, stupid assumptions? I guess something that a lot of people, not that they don't know about me, but something that often comes up when people meet me, no matter where I am in the world, is, oh, where are you from? Like, nobody can tell where I'm from. Even (laughs) when I'm in Saudi, no one can, no one would believe that I'm Saudi. And when I'm in the States, no one can tell where I'm from either. They don't think I'm American. They don't think, uh, they would never think I'm Saudi, you know? So it's always something that's kind of mysterious about me and, um, it used to it used to not bother me, but it used to kind of I, I always wondered. I mean, that's where the identity crisis kind of comes mm-hmm. from, because I'm always like, oh, well, well, if no one can tell where I'm from, where am I from? Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I think it's also a gift in a way, because 
what I want to do with my music and with my voices to connect people from all over the yeah. world. And I think, you know, having that background as well, where, where you know, I'm, I, my music has no, like, place, yeah. a specific place. It's for everyone. Or boundaries. And, and, yeah. Or boundaries, yeah. you know, and, and I'm the same, yeah. so... Does it is it does it act as a good stress reliever? Do you feel music? Or if you're stressed, like you know, if you belt out a two and you just feel like, oh, I feel so much yeah. better now. Yes, I. It's definitely therapy. I Listening mean. to it for me is a stress reliever. Yeah, a hundred percent. And just playing the piano, just you know, just mm. not even thinking about writing a song or anything, just like going for it and yeah. jamming. It's so it's amazing. Yeah. What instruments do you play? Piano. Great. Yeah. What does it go oh, up to the piano? Oh, I don't know, but I'm not like a classical train, classically trained. Like I'm not, you know, Mozart. You hear it, you can, <laughs> you can then, you can then bang it out if you if you hear a song. Sometimes, sometimes. Should have got a piano in here. I want to yeah. see, see you play. <laughs> I would play for you. I'd play a song. I would love to hear it. Um, uh, My cousin and I, we just did a cover of Rashid Al Majid. <laughs> It's really funny because everyone is always on my Instagram. Okay. Do you want to play it or should I? I, I, I definitely want to play it. So Maria, my cousin, is in the background doing Oz and beautiful vocals. <laughs> and I'm singing Rashid al Arabic, huh? Yeah, Do you remember this song? Do you know? Yeah. It's, it's our own version of it. This is you, yeah? <laughs> you hear the odds? So creative, yes, of course. You're Arabic. That's <laughs> impressive. Thank you. I think someone like a Simon Cowell, if he was to get a hold of you or hear you, I'm sure he probably has, but <laughs> like if, if, if he met you, because you bring something unique to the table. I mean, you know, you have that Arabic, but you don't look Arabic. You know, you look maybe South American with a bit of, you know, there's something Latin <laughs> about you. Um, and, and your voice is something very unique to it. I think if he hears you and one of those X Factor American Idol, like his, you know when you know when he's like, yeah, a, yeah, I think yeah. his eyebrows go up when <laughs> if he wants to hear you. Honestly, that would be cool. That's that's really really creative. Thank you. Like I'm sure like some most of your music is very diverse. Like you don't have a specific way. Like you can go on either sides of the spectrum. Rashid Al Majid is for yeah. for example is something on the other side of the spectrum. Yes, definitely. You know, yeah, I like to take something and and make it my own. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> Um, have you ever been approached by a younger uh, fan, um, boy or girl, about uh, what it's like to be in the industry, what it's like to be a singer? Yeah, on Instagram, I get messages a mm -hmm. lot of the time from, uh, especially when I first started doing, like, especially when I started releasing music and um, I got a lot of messages from young women and men, like mm -hmm. young boys too, and, and a lot of them from the Middle East, from Saudi and it was it was great because they just felt inspired you know and i love that they vocalized that yeah, to me because yeah. you know as an artist it's it's nice to hear that you know it's it's a tough road to go For but sure. at the same time when i hear that i know that i'm on the right path yeah. and and 
um, I want to be able to help them too. And I'm so glad that things have changed and are changing mm-hmm. in, in Saudi and in the Middle East. And yeah, especially Saudi, especially like all Saudi. the changes that are happening mm-hmm. with the encouraging the youth to do music and to yeah. do arts and to do, I think that's so amazing. And the amount of, of talent in Saudi is insane. It's mm-hmm. beyond undiscovered. It's amazing. That I is. mean, it's it's so yeah. inspirational. For sure, there's um, a platform to any for uh, there's a platform for anyone to exercise whatever their interests are. Yes. you know. And I said it before, and I'll say it again: if you're good enough, government will get behind you. They'll support you. They'll push you. In yeah. A, to put you in a position where you are recognized, you know, globally, uh, nothing should stop you from one day headlining a concert in Saudi. I mean, I mean, big. I mean, like Middle Beast. Who would have thought something like Middle Beast would happen on 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 home soil? But it did. True. And um, and I'd love to see you out there. You know. Inshallah. Um, yeah. And we definitely come and jam jam to your music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, is there anything uh, anything you want to you know put out there? Any uh, words of advice to maybe you know a younger fan? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say because you mentioned if there's if if someone is good enough but i i just want to say because a lot of people i mean they th- that's where insecurity stems you know when they they think about being good enough or what mm-hmm. is good enough and i just want to say and vocalize that it's not it's more about doing about going for it than even being good yeah. enough in a way i don't know for how sure. to explain that but it's more important to be passionate about something and just go for it find a way like look for the path and it will show up you know so find yourself yeah and that's something i i would want to tell people you know it's about just going for it not overthinking not being a perfectionist Mm -hmm. just doing doing it and you'll find your way and being patient on the way what's some good advice you got or what's the, the wisest thing anyone's ever told you um Actually, one time I was lucky enough to meet Paula Abdul, oh, wow. and she and and at that time I was I was learning guitar, but because I'm a songwriter, she she knew I was writing songs, and I told her I said, um, you know, I'm learning guitar, but I really find it hard to write songs with. Like when I play the guitar, I I find it hard to write a song with it for mm-hmm. some reason. Like I can play it, but it's hard for me and she said you know you should try piano because the piano is more similar to the human voice so oh. maybe if you if you play if you try playing piano you might be able to write songs with the piano because i was always writing songs separately from instruments like just with my yeah. own yeah. head you know and so and actually that was great advice because once i started to play the piano it was so it it really helped me to write music amazing and this was paula's advice yeah this was paula's advice so thank you paula abdul if you're watching i'm sure she is she's a big fan of the show (laughs) maybe one day (laughs) yeah i'm sure (laughs) that's really cool that's yeah it was really cool and it's important for other artists though it's important to write with different instruments to to try out different instruments because you're going to write a completely different song on piano and on guitar and on you know, a beat from a producer. Of course, so. of course. But it's interesting that she said um, that the human voice is more like a piano. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it is. It is. I know. Uh, when more she than said any other. <laughs> yeah, it was really good advice. Yeah. 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 Um, what's a mistake you'll never do again? Um, I guess a mistake I'll never do again is be in a rush to make decisions. 
I think I mentioned You've that. You've done your fair share. Of yes, a lot of the time. It it just you're never gonna. Yeah. It's not a good idea. It's almost like it's so simple, but we all do it. You know, we 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 rush to make uh, irrational decisions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, being more mindful of that, I think, is something we can all exercise more carefully. Definitely, because it's it comes from a place of anxiety. You know, it, it doesn't come from a place yeah. of um, grounding. Yeah, being mm. grounded and calm. Yeah, yeah. great advice. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Tam Tam. Uh, I really appreciate you. your time here. There's no way I'm going to have you come into the studio and be episode 20, a nice uh, significant number, <laughs> um, and, and not ask you to perform. Um, I want to hear your beautiful voice in person. I've seen your Instagram page. Okay. So <laughs> you can now have a choice of going a cappella, or you know, we yeah, can throw a cappella. Yeah, even better, because I really want to hear your voice. Okay. <laughs> so uh, go for it before we, uh, before we wrap up. Okay, so I'll sing... I, I talked about my song back to with Dio, so I'll try I'll try that one. Okay. I was seen walking down the road, trying to find my way back, way back home. Nobody knew. Tell me what you do when you sad and lonely write a song. I was seen walking on my own, nobody picking up the phone. Tell me what you do, feeling like a fool. Only way to get out, write a song. I'm gonna find what to do with it. And if you give me all the time, I will rule with it. So don't you think about it right now and through with it. And we can keep on going on now we're doing it. Ooh! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I really felt like I was in a Thank studio you. right now, you know, producing like Dre or something. Now, now I know why Michael Jackson chose exactly. to <laughs> use that mic. Oh, yeah, look, even Chili's up. The dog is jumping up and Chilly. down. Yeah, it's Tam Tam. Hi. She's here. <laughs> My uh, red Labrador. Tam, that was amazing. Honestly, thank you thank so you. much for the for for that tune. Thank you for coming on the show, making time. Thank I love you. it. Uh, I'm going to be listening to more of your music legally. Thank you. And um, yes. I'm a fan for life. And next time, I'm I'm interviewing you. Okay, done <laughs> deal. You got it. 100. percent Thanks, Tam. Okay, thank so you. Much appreciated.